was that? Is that Noah? I don't want to think that was upstairs. Fucking do it. Like you're shitting on the floor. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Welcome to Bottomless Bubbles Podcast. This is Amalia. I'm Jonna. And today I'm bringing you a bottle of bubbles, baby. I thought we were on the prices right. <laughs> that would be really fun. <laughs> Honestly, maybe that's where I got all my inspiration from. <laughs> um, so I was in charge of getting us a bottle today. Mm-hmm. And I, it's actually kind of funny because we didn't discuss what we were buying beforehand mm-hmm. and we both picked out this bottle and somehow i'm the one who gets to re- like put it on his mind and have our review on it be on my episode it's called condé de Caralt. Mm, hopefully i'm saying that right it's a cava yeah. from spain um honestly i picked it out because i was at total wine and all the little like taggy boys that are on the shelves Mm -hmm. uh it had a high rating and it just sounded like something i would enjoy so i got it hopefully it's super good since we have two bottles of it yeah absolutely (laughs) we're gonna just need to drink the second bottle like for fun yeah this had like 87 points on like wine enthusiasts oh that's not bad and i took actually a picture of the little taggy boy (laughs) yeah so it said like a grassy citrus aroma um, that rests comfortably on a mild non-aggressive bouquet a citrusy mouthfeel isn't overly bubbly while pithy lime and tangerine flavors finish mild with tangy acidity and a cleansing quality so so it's funny because there's multiple different um sparklings from this company Mm -hmm. and we both chose the same just like the brute a brute cava cava. yep yeah versus like the rosé or there was there's a couple other ones there was like a i think there was like a um brute de brute de brute blanc de blanc blanc de blanc Mm -hmm. i sound really amateur right now (laughs) blanc de blanc (laughs) i swear i drink wine yeah and it was like next to it but i think it was like four more dollars this was like 10 bucks I was going to say, yeah, so, I think this was like ten ninety nine. I didn't really look at the price, but um, all right, I'm going to pop it. So everyone prepare. Hopefully it's a good one. Ooh, it's really tight. That's what she said, <laughs> baby. All right, here it goes. I am five. Woo. Very nice. Oh, Shit. no. Ah! Hold it over Ben's MacBook. Quick. I held it over the carpet. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I could go get a Not towel. Not a lot. It's Honestly, what came out was probably only, like, maybe an ounce. But it always feels like so much more when it's liquid. That's what she said. (laughs) I swear, it was not that much. It only felt like more. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm pouring up a couple glasses for us. Very good. It's 
supposed to be dry a green little, apple. I'm just gonna share this with everyone. Bite. I'm a little wet right now. Oh my god. Ew, there's right. Cut we this. There's to... a there's a fruit fly on my hand. Yikes.com. It's just like crawling around my hand. How much should they be helping you? Should I go get a towel? I'm gonna do that. It's fine. Pause. It's, everything's fine. Pause. It's just crawling on my hand. And we're back. All right, we're back after the real mishap. This one kind of exploded on us, you guys. I we haven't had that happen yet, but except for the bottle of Jacqueline that exploded yeah, before the, we got the to recording. Exploded. This one just kind of exploded all over me. Yeah, but that's fine. I've had worse things happen. It's got a nice nose to it. Yeah, let's see how it tastes. Pinky's out. Classic, All just like SpongeBob. SpongeBob. <laughs> this is really tasty. Yeah. I like this a lot. I love kava. Me too. It is probably like the guy at Total Wine today. Actually, when I went to um, approach me and was like, actually, you know, like they also make a really good prosecco, and I was like, it's too sweet. Like I can mm-hmm. guarantee the prosecco is just far more on like the sweet end, and I just want something dry. Kava almost always delivers. Yeah, with... this is actually really, I really enjoy this a lot. I Me could too. drink probably this whole bottle without you. <laughs> Rude, but okay. You're like, <laughs> I get whatever. The, I get the point you're trying to make. Yeah, like if I got this at home, I wouldn't regret popping a bottle and having I kind of get it. the like green apple that they're suggesting is on the palate because yeah for sure like a granny smith mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which kind is tart and my only kind of apple i will eat i am not interested in fujis i am not interested in red oh. i like that you just generalized all apples as red <laughs> i couldn't think of any other style like, of apple i only eat green like fuji jana gold uh honey crisp jana gold yeah there's a there's an app called jana gold j-o-n-a-g-o-l-d jana gold Jonah Gold. The Jonah Gold. It's named after me, but they spelled my name wrong. <laughs> uh Pink Lady. There's so many red apples. Right. And they all have different flavor profiles. Some are hard. Oh, Macintosh. Soft, soft as fuck. Oh, Macintosh. God. My favorite. I love them. Gross. They're the oh, best for just God. biting into and eating. Because they're kind of soft. Never sweet. stop. You're hurting my teeth. A red delicious. They're hard as fuck. No. Ugh. Nope. Don't get me started on apples. All right. Anyways. Yeah, I'm interested in only green apples. Also, green <laughs> apples are the best for pie. Not necessarily. Mm, I don't know. I'm going to throw down with you the pastry chef on so a pie. So when I make an apple pie. <sighs> green apples only, dude. I will use a, probably like a 60-40% um, honey crisp apple and green apple, like a, a Granny Smith. Mm-hmm. So I use like 60% uh, honey crisp and 40% Granny Smith man it it actually is so nice because they texturally are different and their flavor profiles are so different where a honey crisp is sweeter and a little more mild where like the granny smith is really tart and bold Mm -hmm. and just like putting them both together is like a really nice harmony of flavors they balance each other really well but granny smiths do hold up to baking probably the best overall Mm mm-hmm of all apples, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't like birthday cake. Haven't since I was one years old. <laughs> Not Ever that I... Ever since I can remember, I've been 
hating on birthday cake. <laughs> I make a mean cake for sure. Mostly ripping off your recipes. Um, cookbook coming soon, right? Cookbook 2021. <laughs> um, I'm saying it now, so it has to happen. So yeah, true. You declared it. Yeah, just like, like Michael the- Scott declaring bankruptcy. <laughs> therefore it's happened maybe it's like scott's tots where like i just assume that it will never <laughs> go happen. back to bite you yeah i just say it now and you know i'll never have to deal with it but i've been having pie for my birthday which is coming up in a couple of weeks bow, 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 bow. we're Same. gonna be 30 so we're gonna soon. be so old yeah i've never been so excited to be so old yeah <laughs> i don't mind turning 30 in a couple of weeks honestly I'm not upset about it i feel like i think back to like when we were younger and like people would be like oh she's 30 i remember like one of my cousins had a friend she's older than me anyways but like one of her friends was like 29 and her feet her boyfriend would not propose to her and they had been together for a few years and i remember like listening in on conversations and someone was like I just like can't believe it. She'll be turning thirty next year, and they're not engaged. And her boyfriend won't propose to her. Where I'm like, fuck! I literally don't care. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so content with like where I am right now. That like, what is thirty? It's just another fucking year. Who cares? Yeah. Thirty, flirty, and thriving, just like the movie said. Thirteen they're- going on thirty. Yeah. As long as we don't have to learn the thriller dance, because problems. We'll never learn that. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, I remember going from 25 to 26 and being like, I'm on the wrong side of 25, Same, I guess. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm closer to 30 than I am 20, and now I'm very depressed. But each year has honestly gotten better despite quarantine. I would agree. Life is only getting better. Even thinking back to, like, our first trip to London and like turning 28 and I was mm-hmm. like I remember like just feeling not outwardly because I feel like I was having such a good time despite my sprained ankle um but I just like remember like internally feeling like okay so now you have two years mm-hmm. to accomplish x y and z and then turning 29 and being like you have one year to accomplish x y and z and now it's like you've got three months or well, not really. Now it's like, a you've month? got three weeks. <laughs> but it's like, I literally don't care because I'm so satisfied with the things that I've been able to accomplish. <laughs> Go back to episode six. Yeah. Um, it's part of your self-love actualization. Like your mind, sh- your mindset My- has shifted. Yeah. To like where you are right now in your day to day is not better or worse than what you expected in your mind Mm -hmm. and also who gives a fuck where you're at when you're 30 when you were when you turned 20 were you like if i'm not at x university and blah 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 i'm a failure and i'll never be anything Mm -hmm. no that was not your attitude you're like one more year till i'm 21 yeah (laughs) let's go take shots of tequila you guys like, let's slip some jello th- shots down our throats. <laughs> like, that was your mindset when you were 20. Like, it should be the same thing now turning 30. So, I'm So, happy. we're getting jello shots in a few weeks. Low key. <laughs> let's have some jello shots on our 30th. Yeah. When we go on holiday, it's going to be fun. 
Yes. Yeah, we rented out like a cabin up north because social distance and like there's no party to be had. There's no trip to be had. So we might as well just spend the weekend together since we already romantically (laughs) since we already spend our time romantically together (laughs) (laughs) no it'll be really nice just to like check out from work again and right it's not like a huge trip it's just a few days but yeah we'll cook some really good food we'll have some nice fires play some pool maybe i'll make a couple pies speaking of creamy smiths only no i'm gonna convert you no I'm going to make one and you won't even know. My mom's birthday pie for me is just, it can't be topped. It's my grandma's recipe. Like, you have to understand. I understand. (laughs) 100%. There's things of my, my uh, grandma Mary was Mm -hmm. a very good cook. And there's like things of hers. Even to this day, we talk about like grandma Mary's chocolate chip cookies. So good. Really? What were they like? There's the best chocolate chip cookies you could imagine. Like soft or crunchy? Soft and chewy. Were they like thick boys or like thin? They were like a medium boy. They wow. weren't like overly thick. They weren't mm-hmm. thin. They were just so good. Is Grandma Mary still with us? No. Sad. So you're never going to get that recipe from her? Nope. It's all right. I think I've come up with a pretty good chocolate chip cookie recipe. Yeah. To the point where, like, my dad will be like, these are the best cookies I've had since Grandma Mary's. So it's like, "Eh, sweet thing. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever think that, like, into the future of, like, your, like, little cousins or your nieces and nephews, like, thinking about you that way? Like, I hope so. Aunt Jonna's cookies or, like, my Aunt Jonna made us the best birthday cakes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I especially look at, like, Kenzie and Kylie because. Those are my little cousins. They're, shoot, I don't want to say their ages because I don't want to get it wrong. I think Kylie's nine. And then I think Kenzie (laughs) is 11. I think she's 11. (sighs) So old. Um, Like me, I'm so old that she's getting so old. But like I've made every single one of their birthday cakes since their first birthdays. So, like, hopefully that they're, like, when they, like, go off to, like, college and, like, do their own thing, they're, like, this isn't shit. My cousin makes the best blank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, hopefully they have a high standard for what they expect as yeah. far as, you know, home cooking and, like, baked goods. Yeah. I would just love for that to, like, be my legacy on my family. Yeah. Was, like, like, that I was the Amalia cook. Amalia made the best spaghetti because that's what grandma made but that was seriously the best her spaghetti hell yeah i agree now i'm hungry i'm getting really (laughs) hungry today we'll get some dinner soon what's our topic today careers Careers. speaking of turning 30 speaking of turning 30 and eating food (laughs) careers (laughs) we have jobs too Surprise! <laughs> Surprise! We have full time jobs on top of this one. Sometimes too. Oh, yeah. Um, do you want to explain more of what you do and how you got to where you are? Yeah, I will walk you through my career path. Actually, so I'm gonna take it all the way back to college. 
I actually chose to go to Carroll University slash Carroll College is what it was called when I applied to it because I wanted to study animal behavior. I wanted to actually be a dolphin trainer. Like what? As wild as that is, I was like, I'm going to follow my dreams. I want to be a dolphin trainer. And so I applied to Carroll because I had a behavior. Low key though. It makes so much sense as to why we're best friends. Because you love dolphins, I too? I loved dolphins growing up. I had, like, figure. I was, like, the dolphin kid. I had, like, figurines in my room. Like, dude. I wanted to be, like, a marine biologist mm-hmm. for a hot second. Yep. Oh, all right. Continue. Sorry. Yeah. 100%. That was, like, the similarity. The crossover was, was just, like, so wild. Absolutely who I was. I've never known that I about you. I had an you. entire hutch filled with glass figurines of dolphins, <gasps> dolphin jewelry, like, hoop earrings yes! with dolphins on them. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I loved dolphins read everything that i possibly could about them the the island of the blue dolphin which didn't have anything to do with dolphins was like my favorite book growing up about like a native girl living on an island alone with her dog like so that's what i wanted to do and i got to carol for the animal behavior program and then i met like three other girls in the same program who were like i want to be a dolphin trainer and i was like Fuck. We all want to do the same thing. And there's one place in the region right, that has, like, a dolphin program. Like, at what, the Shed Aquarium or the Brookfield Zoo? We're so all just going to go literally have to there. be the best. Yeah. Right? So, like, now my my market is super saturated. Mm-hmm. Because I, I... So, if it's the same for me and these three girls, every single year out of Carol's program, other girls have done the same thing and applied to the same places for right. internships and, like... What money am I going to make working for the Shed Aquarium? Like, please. None of those places are funded well. Like, <laughs> so I, like, I was quick to realize that, like, this is kind of unrealistic. Shifted my, like, focus to psychology, which was, like, the minor mm-hmm. of the animal behavior program. And then just, like, majored in it just by happenstance. I'd always been really interested in it. Got out of school and just was, like, applying for jobs. What can I get with a bachelor's degree in psychology? Really not a lot. Really? Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Seems like one of those, like... Not anything relevant in the field. Yeah. Anyways, so I was, like, working for, like, a crisis facility doing, like, um, like, crisis therapy for people who were in immediate mental health crisis in a residential program. Did that for a few years and then moved on to doing, like, discharge planning for those kind of people out of the hospital... And then I, like, a few steps later, ended up doing, like, the legal side of things, making sure that people were getting help if they really, really needed it. Yeah. So that's how I ended up where I am now. And I think that that was, like, a really good transition for me because I, like, honed in on, like, what are my skills? Like, what am I really good at? Organization and, like, responsibility and discipline. Like, so making sure that all of the things are done and done the right way and done on time, great at that good at taking like a big picture look at everything yeah and then i just like happened to like weasel my way in you wormed your way in there. <laughs> you did i just like worked really hard every mm-hmm. single job that i had like i couldn't be happier with my current role yeah there's a few things that i would certainly change about what's going on especially like the funding for mental health treatment in this country state yeah county city that's another all in all, like, story for another day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy with where I'm at at this point. 
I feel like for me, it was, I don't want to say similar, but like where I went to college and my whole goal was to be like a defense attorney, Mm -hmm. which also now looking at it is like insane. You literally just take on a client assuming that they're innocent, even though you know that they're fucking guilty as shit of the worst crimes. Like sometimes. I feel like most times. Some um, public defenders actually... I didn't want to be a public defender. I wanted to be, like, one of those attorneys that had, like, really rich clients. Oh. I was, like, in it for the money. Wow. I was about to tell you about how you could be defending children who really need someone to advocate for them. Yeah, like, I went in it... I was, like, going into it for the very wrong reasons. It was literally for, like, a money... I'm trying to make money. Yeah, like, I wanted to be yeah. loaded. Just... That was my whole goal. Like, I was, like, you're going to be a defense lawyer you're gonna have a great career you're gonna be rich you're gonna have all the things you wanted and I started college and I remember like taking some courses I was gonna do like political science and a minor in Spanish as my undergrad and then like go Mm pre-law and after like a year it was just like I don't know that I can do this not because I'm like not smart like that's not It's not a problem. I know I don't sound the smartest all the time, but, (laughs) uh, but I also remember like living in the dorms, like what would I do in my free time? I had friends who lived in a newer like dorm, like we had towers at UWM and they lived in like the newer, uh, built one that had a full size kitchen. And I just remember like, I'd go to like my friend's places and I would literally just bake. I'd bake cookies and like muffins and like little other things and it was just like so fun and then after like freshman year I was put on like academic probation where it was like if you don't get your grades up yeah so I was just like I was just like partying Mm -hmm. and it was like I look at it now and it's like yeah because you didn't like what you were doing and you didn't know what you wanted to do Mm -hmm. so it was like you weren't going to class because you didn't care it was like you didn't give a fuck about what this professor had to tell you or like you didn't care about this poli sci class like um so I d- ended up dropping out of school after like it would have been like my fourth semester I like dropped out and then the following year in the fall I end up going to pastry school because I was like what gives you the most joy in life and I was like I love baking I love making desserts and food for other people so I went to pastry school. I got in on like a fluke. I feel like I applied and there's a long wait list at uh, MATC, which is Milwaukee Area Technical College, uh, for the program because they only would accept about like, I don't know, maybe 30 people a semester. Uh, and I went in and they were like, if you can put this like amount of money down today on your classes, you'll reserve your spot for the fall. Because I kind of was, like, a late register. And I was, like, no problem. I called my mom. She's, like, sure, come pick up a check. I can write you a check for whatever you need. And I was, Mm -hmm. like, great. Thank you so much. And I went to pastry school. I ended up dropping out of pastry school, like, my last semester. It was a two-year program, so I went for three semesters. And then it was, like, my financial aid got dropped, whatever. I ended up just dropping out. I was serving at Fridays. I was making pretty good money so I didn't really think too much about it and then the following year 
a girl that I went to pastry school with and remained pretty close friends with was working at a restaurant called Lake Park Bistro in Milwaukee, which is part of the Bartolotta restaurant group uh, restaurants. It's, I think it's the second oldest one. It's been around for like 25 years, maybe. Maybe a little longer. I think it was, I think it started in 1995. But I remember when I was going to UWM, going to UWM, and I lived about three blocks away from there, and I remember one day thinking, I'm going to work at Lake Park one day. And it finally happened. I knew this girl who worked there. I applied, and she was like, basically just show up for this interview, and like you'll have the job. Lo and behold, get the job. And I feel like the rest has kind of been history. Like, I mean, there's been a lot of little things that have happened, but it's like I got that job and I realized, like, this is what you were supposed to be doing. It was a calling. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was like, this is where you were supposed to be right now. And everything just kind of, like, I feel like fell into place. Like, I've had to work really hard Mm -hmm. throughout the time. But, like, yep. overall, I just feel like it was such a like it was like a move and it was all like coordinated by the stars yeah it like each position led you to your next one which got you mm-hmm. to where you were that's exactly what happened as soon as I took like my first job it's in mental like, health everything kind of just like fell into place like did I get that job kind of by luck yeah but like after that everything just kind of like worked out and then I made all the moves from there like yeah not relying on other people. Yeah, and I think how crazy is it that we were expected at 17, 18 to decide what do you want to do for the rest of your life? This is why I have so many problems with like high school shoving a four-year college down like 16-year-old 60 more years probably to live, like on average, 60 to 70 more years yeah. and I have to pick today. Right. What is interesting I to you? I have so many issues with high schools literally shoving mm-hmm. traditional four-year college down literal children's throats. Like, but, like, why are you yeah, telling yeah. these kids what they can and can't do? Exactly. Why are you throwing them into boxes mm-hmm. when you should just be giving them all the options? Yep. Not just what you think as an adult in a power of position think is best for this kid. Let them decide. Also, what if can they, they want to afford? apply to Harvard? If they want to apply to Harvard, let them apply. They probably won't get in, but who cares? Who are you to be like? You're not worthy. Mm-hmm. You're not good enough to get in there. You can't afford it. You can't afford it. Fuck money. Fuck. If I got into Harvard, you better believe I would have found a way to pay for it. But sometimes I think about like the name brand of colleges not meaning a ton and my friend actually helped explain this to me very well she got her phd from um university of wisconsin in like cancer biology Mm -hmm. she went to undergrad at minnesota she has a friend who went to undergrad at yale they have a very different amount of student loans for their undergrad but they're graduating with the same phd right from the same university and it's kind of like why do we have to pay so much for the brand name ivy league school that just because they've been around forever right all of a sudden you're you're like paying for the network of people is really all you're doing which in my opinion 
there is something about it though because like I feel like a lot of what I've been able to accomplish has been through networking not mm-hmm. to like diminish yeah I feel like I am like a pretty talented like pastry chef but like I feel like I've been able it's only been an asset to have your network to network with people and be mm-hmm. like hey are you looking for so-and-so or like you is this something that you're looking for is there something that I can fill in and like help you out or like here let me repost this or like not saying I have a bazillion followers but like mm-hmm. I don't know we're in Milwaukee it's not a huge market having a little bit of exposure is better than no exposure yeah so like there is something to be said about having like the market or like why does that need to cost you so much money i don't know right like yeah forty five thousand dollars a year or i couldn't tell you i couldn't tell you how much it costs but i'm imagining six figures of debt after a four-year stay at an ivy league school versus like what did i pay twenty five thousand dollars after like a huge scholarship from a private university right. like, the whole system is just so messed up for school so i messed up there's no reason that it needs to be privatized and people need to be making money off of people getting better and making our society better right i just also think that like putting the pressure of choosing uh like a college and mm-hmm. a career path when you're literally still a kid is like so messed up like i look at like my pastry program that i was in there was a really good amount of people who were a part of it who were 30 plus who were like i went to school for this and i worked in that job field for seven years and i don't love it anymore Mm -hmm. and i never really loved it to be honest it was just what i was doing and this is actually what i want and it's like you should have been able to take time to figure out what you wanted without having the, like, pressures of society to be like, if you're not in school getting a degree, you're a failure. Yeah, if you don't go immediately, you'll never mm-hmm. go back. Right, or, like, if you take the gap year, mm-hmm. you'll never you'll go. You'll never go. When realistically, it's like, yeah, maybe, like, I look at it like, maybe if I took a whole year off, like, what I have missed my college experience, yeah, I had a great time in college, not going to lie. Like, it was really fun. Mm-hmm. But also, like, Doesn't as make- an adult now, I'm like, you would have saved, I don't know, what, $17,000? Because mm-hmm. I stayed in the dorms, paid for a meal plan, bought books, went to a year's worth of classes. Like, yeah. you're still paying that off, and you don't have anything to show for yeah. it. A down payment on a house. <laughs> right. That could have been right and like the pressure to pick i just think one thing and stick with it too because like like, you immediately dive in like also because i think there's a stigma with like kids choosing one like a major and then switching after sophomore year and they're like exactly what i did you just got set back by by two whole years a thousand percent i ended up there for almost five years because i switched halfway through when i realized like this market is saturated I can't just stick with biology because I have a bug phobia. And my, <laughs> my advisor was like, Amalia, I'm not passing you in the next class if you don't participate in lab, which is exactly what I did in right. all of his other classes. And, like, we get along really well. I loved his classes. I would have majored in, like, botany if I could have, but that includes bugs. So, right. like, you can't just spe- specialize all the way immediately in the way that you do like in a master's or like a phd program 
where it's super specific they want you to learn everything about everything which is fair first yeah which is fair because there's why did i have to take a religion class because i wanted to study but that's because you went to carol yeah i went to a private liberal arts school that's why you had to take a class like that because yeah i also if you would have gone to like a state school that would have theology and any any sort would not have been a required class it would have been a like an elective carol actually did say like it was a part of like the broader like social studies like if we're gonna think about like super broad you had to take like two of those classes so i took like a christian theology class and i also took an asian religions class Mm -hmm. which was so interesting to I feel learn like that's about. Very it was like probably one of my favorites. Like the best teacher is really, really good. I feel like it's more beneficial to teach a broader spectrum mm-hmm. of things like that. Like if you're going to, I don't know, have some sort of religious courses to kind of include like maybe the major religions major religions in not the world just yeah like not just Christianity. like right mm-hmm. so i think that's cool that there's like other options at carol yeah but the asian religions covered islam buddhism taoism like yeah we covered a little bit of jainism but like it, to cover islam and buddhism in the same class is and i think hinduism too yeah hinduism was included as well like you're covering the world's oldest mm-hmm. religions in one class in one semester but christianity gets an old testament semester and a new testament semester mm-hmm. and like there's like so many the teachings of jesus that, semester right. like like can you please just offer a class on each individual one like it, it was seriously one of the best ones i ever took i still have every single book i probably sold most of my college textbooks back and sell a single one of those because it was just like actually very interesting reading yeah but i think you're right i think you made this point earlier is that like you're punished for changing Mm -hmm. your mind financially with Mm -hmm. your time all of the effort you spent researching these like topics because you thought like i want to be pre-med and then you took you know human anatomy and hated it and hated it right there's but now you're, you shouldn't be punished two for semesters that. in right. and you've got to like divert right course there's all no of a reason that like it should be frowned upon that someone yeah changes what they want to do mm-hmm. i just like remember it being like the most detrimental thing you could possibly mm-hmm. do and like looking at so it now as an adult grow and, like, up and be miserable and, like thank god i changed my mind yep I remember feeling so much shame and, mm-hmm. like, just, like, disappointment with myself when I was, like, pff, I don't know. I, I would have been 19. No, 20. I would have been 20 when I took, like, my first semester off because it was – I had gone to school for three semesters, so it had been, like, spring semester of, like, 20 – I don't know. I'm too old. I'm too old for this. 2011 it would have been spring of 2011 i think and i took off the whole semester no it would have been earlier than that. i don't know whatever i don't know when it was i just know i took off okay i went to uwm for three semesters and i took off a semester and then i went to pastry school and i was like this is what i should be doing but if i wouldn't have taken that semester 
And if I would have just kept going to school because I felt like it was what I needed to do, my career would not be where it is. Right, because adults in my life were like, you need to do this. And I remember just feeling so much shame when like a family member was like, oh, when does school start? I'm like, I'm not going to school. But I do remember. So I had decided right at like Christmas break that I was not going to go back to school in in the spring. I was going to take a semester off and apply for uh, fall semester at MATC for pastry. And I had taken the semester off, and I remember being at my, my nana and papa's house, and one of my aunts was like, oh, like, when does school start again? And I was like, I'm not going back to school. Like, I'm taking a semester. And when we got home, my mom was like, I'm actually really proud that you, like, came clean and said that and I was like she was like I wasn't gonna like out you if you said something else mm-hmm. but she was like I was really proud that you like said it on your own and I was like I mean I'm not gonna lie like and now looking back I'm like yeah there is no shame in saying that because look at where I am now like yeah. I would not have been able to get to where I am if you had done four years if of I had college, done four years had to pay all of and, that back right, and, and what would I decided to go into what would I have done undergrad for poli sci it would have no bearing on my life right now i would have hated myself yeah. it would have been four years of your trash working for probably a bad candidate right like on their campaign it's been terrible like yeah so i'm glad with where like my choices as far as like schooling have gotten me yeah. i feel like we've both kind of like stuck to our guns and like figured out what really works for us yeah i am very glad that we followed like our intuition and like found our calling because i really think that working in mental health is a calling for me yeah. i can remember reading like non or fiction books not non-fiction books about like people with mental illness and i just like not fascinated but like i knew that that was like a problem in the world that mm-hmm. i wanted to help that you wanted to be a part of the solution the solution not the yep. problem yeah yeah Absolutely. And like my view of success <laughs> is like not tied to how much income I can have, mm-hmm. clearly because I work in mental health. <laughs> I'm not like, out here to like become CFO of a mental health company because those don't even exist. My view of success is more just like, and I think we've said this in other episodes, is like, how many people could I help mm-hmm. today? And, like, what difference can I actually make in the world? And that's, like, really where I find the value in the things that I do for work. Because the 40-hour work week, like, is so archaic. It's literally... To me, it's You're arbitrary. paying me for my mind a- and my skill set and my ability to get stuff done. So, for me to be here from 7.45 to 4 p.m. with one 45-minute break is just, like the trash dumbest thing in the Get world like, that archetype because honestly i look at it i mean my my standpoint is mm-hmm. i'm probably a little like my viewpoint is probably a little bit different just working in like a restaurant but it's like i'm a pastry chef and as like a chef in general you i feel like are expected to work like 50 60 70 plus hour work week sometimes and mm-hmm. like it's the norm. You don't get overtime. You don't get extra paid time off. You don't. 
a crew vacation time. Like, yeah. you don't, the there's no perks. For like, sure. It's literally just like a thankless type of job. You just are expected to do it. Mm-hmm. Owners of restaurants and restaurant groups just expect you to be available 24 7, 7, like to every lick their single boots day. And say, thank you. Can right. I have more? Right. Like, and I feel like that's such an issue. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's gotten me in trouble before. Uh, at places that I work because I'm pretty outspoken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not sure if you guys know by now, but like I <laughs> you have opinions. <laughs> I say all of my opinions out loud. They never just sit in my brain. Um and like I can think of places that I've worked before where I've literally told the owner that I think that they're a bad person. Bold move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bold move, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's like, I, I don't care. Like if I, cause personally, like the one time that I did do that, it's not like I was like, you're a terrible person for making me work 70 hours this week. It was like, you did something that I think is totally awful. And the way that you acted in a certain situation is not okay for any person in my opinion. And I said that because I don't think that people should be able to skate by with making bad choices because they're in a a powerful position. Because they have money. Right. So I said that out loud, which I don't don't think went over well. But, like, it's fine. It's fine. I'm here now. Um, I feel like for me, work can be, like, an all-consuming thing Mm -hmm. where, like, I dedicate all of my time and effort to my job yeah i it's like a running joke right now at work that like i have the fastest response time on like any text message like you could send me a text and i respond in 30 seconds yeah it's like i just don't ever want to like disappoint anyone that i work with uh also like i want things to be right because i'm a control freak but like i feel like that's a really negative kind of like mindset to have with work yeah I keep thinking about this like prescribed 40 hour work week and the older generations older than us maybe even like gen xers and above who really value the like busyness like that those generations really value being busy Mm -hmm. and i think that like millennials and younger value things outside of yeah being busy and so it's like if my job is done right why do i need to busy myself with other other shit just to fill the hours right it's kind of how i look at things now like like i really think that there are times especially in my job where we go through really really busy phases Mm -hmm. and slow phases and if i am willing to work 80 hours a week because things are popping great people are crazy right and like they really really need help and like we're here to do the work so what if i have to work super late one day right because i know in a few weeks like things are gonna slow down and like i'll have a slow day i can just like kind of take it easy take your foot off the gas but instead it's like even if it's a slow week, you got to keep the pedal to the metal and fill those 40 hours with like. Right. I feel like there's been work. so many times where like you'll text me and you'll be like, so finish my whole 
week of work within the last three hours. And it's like Monday afternoon. Yeah. You're like, I don't know what I'm going to do for the next four hours. Because it's slow. Or like. But instead, I need to look for work to do instead of like being thanked some, for working some so hard ahead of time. busy work to mm-hmm. fill your time. Find a project to do. Like there's always Which, something to do. Sure. I feel like that's only like. I can scan old documents. I struggle with too but, because I'm like, yeah, I'm on salary. My my salary is based on like a 45 to 50 hour a week uh work week Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah sometimes we literally have nothing else going on during the week so it's like prep the station for service it's a slow time of year it literally takes me it takes me about three hours a day to Mm -hmm. do two restaurants because i'm sorry i'm very efficient at my job i've worked really hard to get really good at my job that's exactly it and it's like like, why am i being punished for my efficiency and now it's like i'm super efficient i'm sorry that i worked 37 hours this week because i'm so efficient and we're so fucking slow that there's nothing else for me to do but if you're busting your balls to get done early why are you being punished for not hitting your 40 hour target or your 50 hour target or whatever it is like you hired me for my skill you hired me yeah right my skill and my that's what you're paying for right my ability to get the job done yes is not relevant to the number of times that i am there right right my skill what? is worth this amount of money. Yes. Not my time. God, I cannot Because <laughs> let me tell you, my time is worth a lot fucking more than what you're paying me. <laughs> if anyone's listening right now. It's also worth more than 725 <laughs> for that double Tito soda that you bought me at that bar. Listen to our episode in the club. <laughs> Mic drop, we're out. <laughs> yeah, I just... <laughs> I cannot wait for the day that you and I are in the generation that's in charge and that... I am excited to see how I mean, the you can market definitely changes. See, I feel like micro shifting. Not in my field, but I'm in law and they're probably going to be the last to yeah. change. This I whole pandemic like, has really, I think, opened people's eyes mm-hmm. that like law can be done differently, but they're so traditional. Like I everything must like be the same way that it's always been. In terms of like my job, which I feel like restaurant work is one of the least traditional in terms of like a traditional work week yeah pay time off everything is just it's its own it's its own yeah but like i also kind of feel like things have shifted maybe it's just i'm working for better people and the people who own the restaurants that i'm at now are more accepting and understanding than before where it's just like a solely like profit driven like i don't know because i think of like time off and like requesting like vacation or even just like calling in sick to work and like working in a kitchen so many times if you call in sick it's like oh what are you just hung over dude we gotta talk about sick days like in depth sick days drive me insane if i call in and i say hi i'm sick i can't come to work today there should be no like the end of the story there should be no no like pushback i don't believe you prove it bring me a doctor's note how are you sick what's wrong with you you shouldn't have to explain literally any of that you don't have to give your medical history to someone for them to accept a day off i'm hemorrhaging blood yeah also there's that out of my body hi i have a diagnosed mental illness 
and I can't come to work. Right. Like I don't even have I don't have a diagnosed things- mental illness, but there's also days where I'm like, I just am not mentally capable of leaving my bed mm-hmm. right now. And, and I need not- to just like take a day to myself to completely like recharge because if I go to work, it's gonna just tax me even more to the point of like I'm not okay. Yeah, it's no one's business. It's not your male mm. boss's business. What's going on in your body? <laughs> I'm dropping all the mics. Yes. You guys can't see, but. I mean, I have a female boss now, but I just, I think like, it's, especially in my line of work where I know in restaurants, I'm going to hand you my glass. Refill time. Yeah. Um. In our line of work, we are given four hours per paycheck of sick time. So that starts to accumulate over time. And so should I decide to use my given sick time, that is mine to use how I want to. Deem necessary. Right. Am I sick with a migraine? Am I sick with the flu because i don't get a flu shot because i'm a moron or am i sick i will never get a flu shot the one time i did i got the flu really yeah oh i think that they are good for you yeah um but like if i'm sick because i need a mental health day because my mental illness right there's a million reasons why you might take a sick day there's a million i don't need your dog and say (coughs) i'm sick (coughs) right no right like the amount of times I've fallen in sick to a job where I, like, make myself sound sicker on the phone just to try and, like, Prove. justify yeah. why I'm calling mm-hmm. in sick. Why? It's wild is, to me. Is insane. Mm-hmm. My sister has had me call in sick for her so that our voices sounded different. Even though we sound very similar, but, like, maybe that's the thing. It's mm-hmm. like we sound really similar, but it's like, oh, something's up. She doesn't sound right. Yeah. And where it's like, let's it's step back. It's crazy. And to talk me. specifically about the restaurant industry oh, and so many problems. Zoom out one lens further of like, <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic, you're requiring, like, think about those people getting sick and coming into work mm-hmm. and potentially infecting other people. Right. And then it spreads like wildfire. Right. Remove the pandemic lens and it should be the same thing it should be the same thing but it's not but it's not and speaking oh, from experience the calm and cold speaking from you experience should be here it's like and cough one, all over your people right. one person just gets like a bad cold it's not the flu it's not sure. sore throat it's they not probably suffer it's not through anything it. it's just like a bad cold yeah. Deal and with they it come into shit. work because they're they've been it's been so ingrained in their brains that calling in sick is not an option you're mm-hmm. either you're either dead or dying in the hospital that's the only excuses for not showing up to work but also you need to find coverage if you're dying (laughs) right but if you're in the hospital dying like you have to fucking call every single other person and be like can you work for me also you need to find your replacement yeah before you (laughs) go like you but it's like it's been so ingrained in people's minds that they like can't call in sick so they come in sick and then it literally spreads throughout the whole restaurant every cook dishwasher chef front of house uh like bartenders servers servers, uh serve assistants literally every single person gets sick because one i feel like usually i think it's like back of house mostly who's like 
I can't call in sick. I'm not dead or dying. Where, like, I feel like when I was a front of house employee, I felt less terrible about calling in sick if I didn't feel good. But there's been times where, like, yeah. as a cook, when I was a pastry cook, like, I went into work, I had strep throat. I had the flu. I had it's the wild. worst cold where, like, I had, like, a 102-degree fever, and I was just, like, working my life away, and I would go home, and I literally blacked out the whole shift. I don't remember working. I don't remember because the drive there, the drive the home. Like, I should have been home sleeping mm-hmm. at the very least. I should have just been yeah. resting. Right. And it's, like... It's been so ingrained in everyone's minds that it's, like, not okay to call in. It's not okay to take time off. And if you do, your boss and your peers are talking they shit about you. They you. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I've been forwarded messages of uh, my peers. Getting so triggered. <laughs> gossiping about how, quote, unquote, sick I am. Like. Like, are you in my body? Placing, do you know how I feel? Placing wagers about what I did the night before because it turned out to be a Friday that I was ill. Again, it's November. Like, and I right. worked a also, second job. Like, you because can, you can have, you can be deathly ill on a Friday or Saturday. Fuck, you could be ill on a Sunday morning, and it has nothing to do with the fact that you went out the night before. You can literally wake up. But like, the thing is, you can go out and be totally fine on saturday and wake up sunday morning and be deathly ill and it has no correlation to the fact that you were drinking alcohol the night before yeah i think especially because i (sighs) i work mind blown in the office but also in a restaurant i work in the public Mm -hmm. so hi i'm out here slinging drinks touching money right whatever on a thursday night turns out i picked up a cold overnight woke up in the morning literally from one of the hundreds of people that you might have come in contact with because i had to get a second job because you don't pay me enough and you overwork me like it is just compounded but then yes to gossip about me behind my back but then i see it in front of my Mm -hmm. face and then it's put quote unquote cough like okay I i have so many stories about like me calling in sick for valid reasons or mm-hmm. having doctor's notes and my employer just not believing them. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and then you face retribution because of like, it. Like, I can remember one time. This I tell a story to f- literally every person I know. I literally can think of so many times where I've called in, not even so many times because I don't call in sick very often, mm-hmm. but where I have called in sick and I've had employers or bosses, managers, whoever's on duty telling me that I needed to come in for my shift or I'd be written up. Yeah. Two of the main ones that kind of stick out to me the most is like, I worked for Buffalo Wild Wings and I was a host and I answered the phones every single day. Mm-hmm. And I remember I'd always answer the phones for different bartenders and servers and cooks, whoever. And I was only 20, so I could never go out with any of these people because I didn't have a fake ID at the time. And drinking age in Wisconsin's 21, I think ever in the united states so (laughs) go fuck ourselves sorry Uh, at canada and uk yeah listeners y'all are lucky um but like i called in one day one day i'd probably been working there for a whole year calling for the first time and i had the worst cold my throat hurt so bad fever headache like body aches 
I wasn't like nauseous or anything, but just like everything overall was just unbearable. My throat hurt so bad. I had no voice. It was just like the screechiest, crackliest, like it was terrible. And I called in at like 10 in the morning, right when we opened. My shift wasn't until five. And the person who was like the shift lead at the time was like, oh, well, if you don't have a doctor's note, you can't call in and you like, so just like look around for people who could take your shift. So I was like, fine, I'll like text everyone on my phone. I texted every single person on my phone who worked there and I was like, can you please work for me tonight? Like five to like 11. It wasn't even a huge shift. It was so easy. It was like a Wednesday. No one could do it. I called back by like 12 and I was like everyone I reached out to said no I like exponentially earlier than anybody else right right as like the person who's been answering the phones for the last year listening to all these people just be like 4 30 and your shift's at five right people calling in at three my shift starts at four hey can't come in I'm sorry I'm not feeling good and then I see your pictures on social media of you going to the beach with your friends like nope it's fine I'm not gonna say shit I'm a host I literally don't care but then the fact that I was actually sick and i called in with so much time so much time and they're like if you don't have a doctor's note you're getting written up and i'm like i'm not going to the doctor for a cold yeah and i called back and i was like i texted everyone in my contacts i couldn't find anyone you know to cover but i'm not coming in and they're like well we're probably gonna have to write you up then when you come in next and i was like great i literally don't care because i'm not coming in today and I end up getting a, a write-up and I was like, I literally don't care because if you fired me over this shit, I would fuck you guys so hard legally. <laughs> because it's not equal it's, treatment. It's not. like, And I think if I would have been like in a different position where I didn't answer the phones every day, I would have been like, oh yeah, maybe they do make everyone do this. But it's like, I would answer the phones all the time and be like, hey, so-and-so, uh, Jenny's on the phone. She said she can't come in today. She's sick. Oh, okay. Tell her I hope she feels better. Yeah, not what the fuck. Now where's your doctor's note? Text every single person here and make sure that you can like find a replacement. Yeah, it's just so fucked. And like, there was another time at the same place at Buffalo Wild Wings where like I had a procedure done on my toe. I had like a pretty bad like infection on like one of my toes for like an ingrown, and. I finally had it taken care of and my doctor was like, you need to take a few days off of work and school and just stay home and rest your foot as much as you can so it can heal properly. So like I have the doctor's note. I talked to the people at school. They're like, yeah, no problem. Like feel better. Talk to my boss at Buffalo Wild Wings and they were like, I'm sorry, anyone and everyone can get a doctor's note. So... Right, this holds no bearing on what I'm The last I'm time I was sick, you told me to get a doctor's note. Right, right. It's, it's just like, so, it's so contradictory. Which like, one do you want? <laughs> do you want me to just right, like, tell you The reason that or... I can't come in is no one's fucking business. Yeah. I shouldn't have to explain to you what's wrong with me for me to not have to come in. It's just be like a, I'm not feeling well. I'm not coming in. And they yeah. should like, come in and should be like, no problem. Please feel better care a little bit more about your fucking employees because who runs your business 
It's not the one manager. It's not the owners. It's not. Yeah. Please do the, my job. It's and not all the of my silent investors. Job. It's literally the hourly people who come in day to day and sacrifice every part of their life to make your business run efficiently. And if one of those people calls in, you should respect their boundaries and be like, no problem. I hope everything is is okay. Yeah. I'll see you Feel when better everything's better. As soon as you can. Right. I think that like making your employees come in sick to prove that they're ill, which is what I have had to do ever since yep. the first time I was called out for being pretend sick, which I wasn't. Right. Like I had to I now I have to show up sick. And then say, I'm not feeling good. I want to go home. Right. Instead of them just like making arrangements. Just fucking believe me. Like. Yeah. I also have gone this in. This whole thing of just like. I've gone in know. sick before because I'm not trusted to be ill. So now I have to show up sick. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I can feel think like- of a time where like I had a day that I was really, really sick my job is a lot based in emails. I had received over 200 emails in a day. Jesus. For work. That's like an average day of emails for me. I missed two petitions for people to continue receiving treatment because I'm sick. I like can show that at the end of the day, I had an email that I was like, I really don't think I'm going to make it in tomorrow. I still feel horrible. Yeah. And I shouldn't have been here today ended up that I missed those petitions because I was sick and I shouldn't right. have been at work. Right. And then it affected people's livelihoods. Right. And also like thinking about it when you're sick, if you have like a fever, your mental capacity is you so affected. Like I can think of, so I had strep throat once when I was working at the bakery and it wasn't something like I woke up sick. It was more of like a, I woke up and I felt kind of like just like groggy and I was like, oh, I just probably need, like, a caffeine boost or, like... I need a coffee. Whatever. Yeah, like, I just mm-hmm. need a coffee. Like, I'll be fine. And then, like, through the day, it just got, like, the mm-hmm. cloud just got heavier and heavier to the point of, like, I got home and I had, like, a 103-degree fever. Yeah. And it was, like, and the, whole, the whole day. Honestly, like, at this point, I can't even tell you what I did during that day. Mm-hmm. I don't know what my prep was. I don't know what I made I don't know if I did or didn't do anything but it was like to the point of like the fever was in my brain to the point of like I couldn't perform my regular daily tasks Mm -hmm. below normal standards so like thinking of a job like yours where your day your actions affect other people's whole lives versus just like yeah, me, like, what, tomorrow someone's not going to get four croissants, they're only going to get two, like... Hmm, your croissants are not as buttery as they should be. Right, like... Sorry. Right, like, that's not... Like, I just think of it, like, yeah, for... Like, I can think of a time when, like, my brain was not functioning at even a 50% rate. Yeah. Because Now going to work sick. and manage people's lives. Right, and now going to, like, so many other jobs, like, not even just yours, like, just so many mm-hmm. jobs where, like... If I was functioning at, let's just say, a 50% rate, I would be affecting so many people's lives and livelihood and how they can live their day-to-day 
not just my own life. Like, I'm not the only one being affected by this. Like, just when people say that they're sick, just let them be sick. Yeah. Let them call in. Sick days for a reason. It's not just to pay for their health insurance when they get out of work. Sorry for like the grumbles in the background. I'm just so, it's so annoying. It's so annoying and like obnoxious. Mm -hmm. Like, so not okay. Yeah. There's like so many things with good and bad bosses where like I feel like I've kind of gotten lucky. Um, so like when I was a pastry cook, I feel like the bosses of the overall kitchen weren't necessarily the best. I feel like I clashed with a few of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually feel like because I clashed with a few of them is why I did not get promoted when our pastry chef had left. And it was just like she's too argumentative or like she's too opinionated kind of a thing Ooh. which kind of goes back to like you know women in the workplace we and really like, gotta talk about that still i know we maybe we can like use this as a segue but like i feel like i got really lucky working for like hat the 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 woman who really mentored me i feel like mm-hmm. in my like pastry career she was the pastry chef for lake park and if Bacchus, which is another part of a lot of restaurants that I worked at both, she actually reached out to me when she started working at uh, the bakery that I had worked at to see if I wanted a job with her. And, like, I feel like I learned everything that I know super refined through her. And I'm really thankful for that because, like, anytime I had an issue, I would just text her or call her and it was, like, no problem. Sure. If you say that this is what's wrong, it's fine. I'll come in and cover for you. Or like. Your character is not in question here. Yes. It was literally just like no problem. That's what a bad boss right. does is they like question your character. So I just feel so lucky that like coming up in like the ranks that like that's what I was dealing with. And I feel like that's what's helped me become. Technically, I'm a manager at my job. I don't have any like pastry underlings that I would love to mentor and foster their careers yet but like i love the idea i feel like like managing minions doing me too i love it but like when i was at the bakery like for sure like if she wasn't there and i was i was the person in charge and i feel like i became a really good boss because of the way that she was to me Mm -hmm. when she was my boss yeah and like i feel like it became this like Sort of like a like a mentorship mm-hmm. in becoming a leader, not necessarily just like becoming a good pastry chef, but like right. being like able a fascist driver of yes. labor. Not just like this old. This is just basically kitchen terms, but like, but like the old way of doing things, where like the chef was just very like berating and mean and like making you feel like a worthless piece of shit. It's yeah. kind of like retiring that way of thinking. And I think that that way of thinking is very uh, dispersed among other careers. It's just not as like f- like hyper-focused in like the media because of shows like Hell's Kitchen and like different cooking shows mm-hmm. where it's like, what are you, an idiot sandwich? Like, it's yeah. not okay to talk to people like that. Like, no one's going to want to work for you. At, in in 2020, if Unless you're just... you're the president and his former reality TV show. 
Sorry for mentioning it in the trigger. <laughs> I love you all. Be safe out there. But like, <laughs> that's exactly right. It just like, I feel like we need more people like that, though, who are fostering the young minds, even though her and I were the same age, mm-hmm. but she had more experience and like, she really like taught me how to like be a leader and not make people feel like shit. Yeah, and it like turns foster out, other people's ideas and it turns help them out grow and like empowering people. Yes, to <clears throat> lead their own business drives your own yeah. far better than demanding that people do a thing based on fear of retaliation, yes. write ups, whatever it is. Right, being fired, their job is on the line. Right, if because they don't at the end do of the day, X for you, I would feel worse doing something that i felt like she would have been disappointed in me at like with then if i was like so hard i feel that so you know what i mean like it was more of like a parent type relationship Mm -hmm. or like if my mom was like i'm mad at you i'd be like fuck you (laughs) but my mom was like i'm really disappointed in you Mm -hmm. i know that you could do better i counted on you i right i counted on you for like this i needed this from you i believed in you to do this right that to me is so much worse of a failure than like letting down the tyrant boss who's like i, I thought you could do this blah, blah, blah. i like, don't trust fuck you. you like you're an asshole like mm-hmm. i have no what do i owe you i don't owe you shit yeah you don't trust me anyways so right who cares who cares i have better right. things to do with right. my time than to try to please you who right. isn't gonna believe in me in the yeah. first place yeah yeah bad bosses that don't trust you and like Uh, the thing that gets me the most is a boss who micromanages because i believe in (laughs) myself and the way that i was raised to be a very responsible and disciplined person yes and so i know that if my task is x i will get it done yes as long as i can take days off when i'm actually sick same other than that there's never been a day that I didn't do my job. And then to be asked, like, are you working? Are you working? Are you, are you working? doing your job? Yes. <laughs> yes. If I wasn't doing my job, it would be obvious to yeah. everyone. Right. Yeah. I. It's an insane question it's of just, character. It's crazy. It's so insulting to be micromanaged. And I just feel, I think, I feel like any managers out there. Trust your employees. Just trust your employees. You're paying them for a reason. Especially if you're, like, a manager and you have, like, someone who's, like, a direct, directly below you who's not an hourly employee. Like, trust that person who's on salary. Trust them. If they say everything's fine, everything's fucking fine. And if something happened, don't treat them like shit. Just be like, hey, next time, like, do this. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening this week. We're going to leave you with those thoughts. I hope you are as fired up about um, micromanagement and how we got to our careers as we were. Um, We spent a lot of time talking about this and we're going to split it into two episodes. So this is a surprise two-parter. Take some time to follow us on Instagram at Bottomless Bubbles Podcast. Our website is bottomlessbubblespodcast.com. If you go over to Apple and follow or like subscribe um, and give us five stars, that would really help us out. And we will see you next week with the second half of our careers episode. Cheers, everyone.